you know, you get into a place where you can get into the doldrums, and uh, you can get into a place where you settle. But I've, I'm in a place where I want to make a decision right now to um, not just settle and not get under the weather, not to freeze up, not to get stiff, not to slow down, but actually to uh, bring myself into a place of change and transformation. Amen? Because what if I stop and settle down, like if any of us, we stop and settle, regardless of the weather, uh, you end up going backwards. You know what? I don't want to just stop and settle. So many people, they got so much potential in their life, able to do, got capacity to do some great things and, and be a great impact, but they just stop and settle in their life and, and never really reach the full potential of what God has for them. Some people, they just kind of slow down on the wayside and then they just start to turn off. And I'm believing, I can see that that's not you this morning, because you're here. <laughs> and uh, so I want to encourage you this morning, it's like, you know how life can, it can move from stage to stage, and you can go through a growth season and then um, kind of settle down a bit. And I've kind of felt myself where I've spent the last, uh, last couple of years really stretching out and growing, and, and now that my study's finished, I'm kind of looking at ahead and it's like, okay, I don't want to settle now that I've just finished all my studies. It's like, what more? I mean, it's been good. It's been stretching, it's, it's been good having the break, good having the rest, but I do not want to settle right now because I know there is much, much more in front of me right now. There's much more in front of you right now. And this morning I want to talk about, um, about transformational change. And it's something that I believe that all of us, uh, are, all of us can be transformed. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks that we're transformed from glory to glory, and all of us are in a transformational process. But sometimes you can stop and stagnate in there. And I don't want any of us to, be, to stop and stagnate and not fulfill everything that God has called for us. And it's easy to do, especially in this time of year. So we're going to talk this morning. I want to give you some keys about, uh, about moving forward. And it's going to be fantastic. You got your Bibles with you this morning? Yeah? Fantastic. It's brilliant. I love it. People bring their Bibles to church. Great. And let's turn, to, uh, let's turn to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 and verse 1. Pastor Mike sent his greetings. He's uh, just finished a whole pile of meetings in Taiwan. And uh, it's just really, really doing well there. Seen heaps of miracles. Hundreds and hundreds of people saved. Hundreds of people saved. And uh, is in a, in a church called New Life Church. And this particular church has, has about 200 of the top secular entertainers of Taiwan in that church. It's a, really, uh, it's a really influential church, so really encourage you just to pray for them and pray for, pray for mum and dad. Uh, it's going to be good. But we're here, and, and I just love this place. And again, in verse 1, and again, he, Jesus, entered, entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. <laughs> it was heard that he was in the house. I wonder what that sounded like. <laughs> immediately, in verse 2, immediately. Many gathered together. Straight away, so many people gathered together that there was no longer room to receive them. Not even near the door. The house was chocker. And he preached the word to them. And they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, everyone say broken through. When they had broken through. When they had broken through. Somebody need a breakthrough here this morning? Ready? 
Somebody need a breakthrough here this morning. When they had broken through, they let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus, what? What's the word? Saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes who were sitting there and reasoning in their heart, asking, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately Jesus perceived in his spirit that they had reasoned within themselves. And they said, and he said this to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sons are forgiven, or arise, take up your bed and walk. But you, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth. Somebody say power on earth. Power. To forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose, got up the bed, took the bed up, went out in the presence of them all. So they were all amazed and glorified God and saying, we have never seen anything like this before. We have never seen anything like this before. This is an incredible piece of scripture. I mean, there is just so much involved in there, but there's just a few things I want to bring out this morning. One of the things we noticed that there was such a transformational change had taken place. We had this this man who was sick with a palsy, and he had been like that for probably the most of his life, we can, we can safely assume. So this man was a sick of a palsy. And so he went from a process of being in a place of powerless. So when, you are, when you're paralyzed, there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere. There is a, uh, there's a disconnect between the head and the body, and you're powerless. He goes to a place, transforms to a place where the people are saying, Oh my, this is something new. We have never, ever seen something like this before. See, people thought that it was instantaneous, but it was much more than that. Sure, that part was, happened in an instant, but there was, a, there was a process, there was a road of transformation that led him up to that place. And so all of us can find ourselves in that story in some way. But today I want to look at a particular part that all of us will find ourselves in a life in some place where we are paralyzed or without power, there's a disconnect somewhere in our life. Maybe, well, first of all, it's, uh, it's our walk with God. People have a spiritual disconnect. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So all, have short, all are born separated from God. We're separated from the head. Sometimes people have a disconnect or face powerlessness in other parts of their life. Maybe it's a physical sickness. Maybe it's a physical infirmity. Uh, maybe it's something in your relational life. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's in your business, in your place of work. Maybe you've got yourself, uh, maybe you have a business here and uh, there's a place in your business or there's somewhere in your life there is a place of powerlessness. And I can see that a lot of people, many people, doesn't matter how good they look on the outside, how successful they appear to be in many circumstances, many people 
struggle with an area of powerlessness inside of their life. People are looking for change. People are looking for a better life. People are looking for a better life because they're not satisfied with the condition that they're already in. That is the wonder of God, that God progresses us through life. God brings us, transforms us from being slaves into kings and priests. That's an amazing transformation. God transforms us from being a place of ashes into a place of beauty. God is in the transformation business. He wants to take places of your life, wherever that is, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's in your heart, wherever that is for you today. He wants to bring you from a place of powerlessness, a place of disconnect, and transform you into a place of power, a place of strength, where people around you can say, I have never seen anything like this before. As a church, uh, I want us to come from a place where we're weak in some places, but come us, bring us to a place where our community would say, we have never seen anything like this. See, what becomes, what today's innovation or what becomes today's new thing can very soon become an old thing. So it's in a process of renewal. So one of the things that we find is God is working in our life all of the time, continually renewing, continually transforming our life. So when we come to a place of growth or come to a place of power in one part of our life, God doesn't want us just to rest there, but to move on into something stronger and bigger and more powerful. There's always going to be something there. If it's not your finances, it's your marriage, it's this, it's that. You'll find yourself in this journey of transformation. That all of our life, every facet of our life, God wants to restore and bring back into a place of wholeness. You may be here this morning and you've got a place in your life that you need to be transformed. Sometimes people get to a place where they just get stuck. For some here, people here this morning, you may have grown to a certain degree, but then you just got stuck and you've settled in a place. Friends, I want to encourage you, don't settle. Do not settle. God has got much more for you than just what you have right now. God has much more for you in your marriage. God's got much more in your emotions. God's got much more emotional health available for you. Just when you get fixed up in one part, God wants to go a little bit deeper or start to restore another part of your soul. Love what Elijah House are doing. It's not just a, a quick fix thing, but it's about the continual process of being restored and being made whole. Maybe you're here this morning and you're somewhere like that paralyzed man, sick with a palsy, in a place of powerlessness in some part of your life. I'm like that. Now, there's parts of my life where I feel powerless. I feel like that paralyzed man. You get used to lying there for so long that all of a sudden your weakness becomes your norm. Your, your disability or whatever becomes your norm and you just stay in that place and you never shift out of it. But I believe that God wants to sh- transform your life. We're in the transformation business. I'm looking even in our church and our community. I don't want to just settle here right now. You know, we're, we're come to a good place in the church, but I'm not going to settle here. I'm going to start to push out a bit and see more transformation. Amen? We're going to see more transformation of people's lives. We're going to see more transformation of our community. And it starts and it happens with us. It happens with you. 
So this morning, immediately, immediately. Can someone hear music? (laughs) Immediately they came together and bringing with them a paralytic who was carried by four men. When they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof and when they have broken through. Friends, I believe today that there is a breakthrough ahead for you. There is a breakthrough right now for you in your life somewhere. Maybe it's for your finances. Maybe it's for your health. Maybe it's for your, your mind. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe, wherever, maybe it's in your marriage. There's a breakthrough here for you. In this case, what we see was that it, uh, for some people, when they looked at the breakthrough, so if you're a person in that crowd, if you're a person in that house, you would have seen the instant breakthrough. You would have seen the instant transformation. However, it wasn't entirely just instant. There was a whole journey that led up to that place. I want to encourage you today, we're going to just have a quick look at this journey, and all of us will find ourselves in that journey at some point, and in there, we will find some keys to transformation, because transformation, it, 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 it's, it's really just going from one to another. There's always a few steps in between. So let's look at this journey here today. One of the things that um, a lot of people, they, they expect a sudden transformation, but not really wanting to deal with the patterns that have created the situation in the first place. One of the keys to uh, getting whole of, or, or, or shifting in your life is learning to address the patterns of behavior or the, tra- the, hap- the patterns of belief that have formed the situation in the first place. You can't expect God just to bring healing and, and, and not also be interested in breaking the patterns that have created that in the first place. If you're in a place of financial, you need financial help, sure, somebody can give you a few dollars, but it doesn't change the patterns that have created that situation in the first place. Transformation includes everything. It includes shifting the patterns that have created that environment in the first place. How many people this morning, you're believing for change, you're believing for transformation in some part of your life? How many, just wherever that is. Most people are. Yeah. Let's give us some keys. One of the things I want to encourage you today... There was a journey that led up to it. One of the things that we find out, one of the first things we've got to do, some people, they'll stay in a place, they think they're in faith, but actually it's wishful thinking. Let's not confuse the two. Faith and hope are different. Faith and hope, faith and wishful thinking are different things. Jesus said what when Jesus saw their faith. So faith is often, it's, a lot of times it's visible. You can see faith has an outworking. You can see it reflected in somebody's life. You can see by somebody's life whether they're in faith or not. Jesus saw their faith. So I encourage you today, let's, let's come into a place of faith, not to stay in a place of wishful thinking and hope. One of the first things that we need to do is create a sense of urgency. So you, you can imagine this guy, and he's, he's sitting there. He's been sitting paralyzed for most of his life, begging. And one of these days, he heard that Jesus had come into town. I wonder what was going through that man's mind leading up to that point. He looks at people that are, are walking, looks at people that are moving and and have a life, and he was thinking, I could safely assume that he would have been thinking, I wish I could be like them. I wish I could have my legs. I wish I could have power like they have power. I wish, 
I could have my legs that they have legs. I wish that they could have. He must have lived a life of terrible shame and a terrible brokenness and dependency upon other people. One of these days, he hears Jesus. He heard that Jesus was in the house. Oh, I wonder what that sounded like. I wonder what it sounded like when Jesus was in the house. Must have been a big noise. Must have been a whole bunch of noise. There must have been a whole bunch of excitement there. A reputation of Jesus must have spread so quick. People are looking for hope. Friends, that is the power of testimony. If Jesus Christ has done something in your life, speak about it. Speak about it. How else will people know? How else will people know if we don't speak about it, if we remain silent? Jesus has done something for you. Changed you, set you free, did something for you, gave you a wife, <laughs> blessed you in some way, set you free from sin, shame, set you free from depression. Got to speak about it. We've got people in our community like that lame man need to hear that there is hope has arrived in town. People in our community need to know that there is hope here available for them, that Jesus is in the house. People need to know that Jesus what is in this house. People need to know that Jesus is in your house, is in your heart, and the answer is in your heart. Jesus, the hope of glory, lives within us. I wonder what it felt like. I don't know how he would have heard the news. But at some point, he would have come to the place, Jesus is here now. Jesus is here now. Friends, there is a time to change. There is a grace that comes upon our life for transformation. There is a right place and a right time. There is a season where there is a grace available to you to change. There is a time, there is a season where there is a grace upon you to shift and be transformed in your life. And I believe that right now, that now that we're, we're in a different age when this person was, and now we have the Holy Spirit available for us 24-7. The Holy Spirit wants to communion with us. And the Holy Spirit, when he wants to move in your life, you've got to move with him. You've got to flow with him. If you're looking for change and transformation, we need the grace of God upon our lives. First and foremost, if God is starting to tickle you in an area, if God is starting to shake you in an area, move to it. There is a timing. So one of the things uh, we've got to, we have to have a sense of urgency. Some people don't change. This is the most important, one of the most important keys. You need to want to change. You need to want to change. You, want to, you need to want to be transformed. You need to want to be sick of where you are. It's kind of like where the pain and the gain, the pain of staying where you are, has to somehow outweigh. You've got to be motivated. You've got to want to. Jesus sometimes asked, do you want to be made well? Do you, want to, do you really want to change? Do you really want to be transformed? Are you happy with status quo? Friends, a lot of people will verbalize, say, yeah, yeah, I want to be transformed. But actually inside, they're just still sitting down. Friends, 
There is a grace available to us. And when it's time to change, when it's time to move, when the Holy Spirit is moving, friends, we've got to move with him. Friends, motivation is a big one. You need to, um, one of the things we need to want to change, sometimes when the time or opportunity for change is here, recognize it and move with it. Recognize it and move with it. One of the things that uh, this, this man would have heard, as soon as he heard that Jesus was here, as soon as he heard that Jesus was in the vicinity, that his hope was somewhere there, something must have happened. It must have either been him or his four men did something at that point. They moved. If they hesitated, what would have happened? If they hesitated, it's quite likely Jesus could have moved on. They missed their time. They missed the opportunity. Sometimes God brings people into your life to help transform you in the process. But if you miss the opportunity or react to it, you can miss out on the blessing and the transformation that God has for you. A big part, you need to get the sense of urgency. If you don't do it now, friends, you'll never do it. People think about change, but they never often, sometimes they just sit there and just keep thinking that someday something's going to happen, and nothing happens. The pattern just still keeps staying. You need to want to change. Sometimes when people have been stuck or a condition in a place for a long time, it can take a lot of energy to shift. For sometimes we get so caught up in our place of brokenness, our place of disconnect, our place of powerlessness, that we actually become comfortable in there and don't want to change. Friends, make a decision. I want to change. I want to move. I want to shift from where I am. I want to be transformed. There's got to be something inside of your heart. We've got to be hungry for it. Otherwise, it never happens. First part, it won't happen. You can think about it all you like. But there's got to be something inside of you compelling you, pushing you forward. Friends, that's what I said before. Be careful not to settle for second best. Don't settle in your heart for where you're at right now. God's got much more for you than that. Don't underestimate it. People can get paralyzed by the downside possibilities. But what if it doesn't happen? <laughs> what if it doesn't happen? What if, doesn't, what if no change happens? What if I still remain the same? What if nothing ever happens? What if I'm still the same person? Friends, if you allow that kind of mentality to get inside of your heart, the fear of that will just keep you in that place, and you'll be right. You won't change. There will be no transformation. Fear itself can paralyze people. Pessimism can also paralyze people. So friends, one of the things we need to want to shift, one of the things even in my own community here, it's like it's one thing to pray for it to happen, but you need to want to it, and you need to desire it. Uh, the Bible talks about, about the gifts that God placed within us, about desire. If you desire the gifts, it's one thing, again, just to think about it being a good idea and having them, but it's another thing to desire it. When you desire change, desire will push you through a lot of things. Guys, remember that when you're chasing your wife. <laughs> Desire. Desire can push you through a multiple of things, issues. 
You see, the understand where the man was. My understanding is that Capernaum was not a, f- a flat place, but the house that Jesus was in was up in a hill. And so there was a distance between where he was and where his place for transformation could be. One of the things you'll find is there's always a bit of a distance between where you are now and where you want to be. You know? And knowing that it's going to be uphill. <laughs> this man must have known that it was going to be an uphill journey to get there. It's not going to be plain sailing. But however, that's what desire does, the hope that change could be around the corner. My life could be different. And I'm not just, not just expecting a, a lottery output or something like that. What I'm believing for is just to, to push up that hill and get transformation that, I belong, that I'm, I'm looking for. Don't underestimate. One of the things, another, another, another point, you've got to create a vision. You've got to have a sense of vision of what your life could be. This man here, I bet you when he was lying down, he must have dreamed about the day, if at all possible, that could he ever, ever find his strength again. I wonder what he heard about Jesus, that this was the one that had set people free from. They must have heard about the crazy man or something like that who was tied up in chains. Or, and this man Jesus came and touched his life. And, and somebody else who was, who was just covered with leprosy, and, and Jesus touched him and he was instantly healed. When he heard that, he must have had a vision inside of his life about what he could do. He must have had a vision inside of his heart that maybe this person, Jesus Christ, could fix the void in my heart, could fix my legs, and then I could walk again. One of the things, if you're looking for transformational change, you've got to have a vision about, in front of you about what that change is going to look like. Three important elements to change. Uh, changing, uh, changing uh, knowing what to change, knowing what to change to, and then how to facilitate the change. You need to know what you're going to change to. And one of the things about Jesus, he puts, he shows us things. He shows us what we can be. He speaks not just to what we, are, what we have been, but he speaks into our potential. He sees not just your, not your failings, he sees what you can be. Even when he looked at Peter, he knew there was weaknesses in Peter's life. But he said, Peter, you're a rock, and on this rock I will build my church. Jesus shows us what we can be. He said to Abraham, when Abraham was in the tent, he said, come out of the tent and let me show you something. Jesus wants to give you a vision of what your life could be. He said to Abraham, look up at the stars, see those stars. That's what your descendants are going to be like. Allow him to show you something. When you get, uh, uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God, show me what you can do with my life. Lord, give me a vision. Give me a sense of hope for the future. Show me my future state. Show me what it looks like in glory. Show me what it looks like. Show me where this change is heading to. When you have a vision of change, what your life could be, what your marriage could be, what your finances could be, how your life could change for the future, fix your eyes upon that. Vision does a powerful thing. Vision is incredible. When you have vision, pain diminishes. <laughs> I tell you, you know, I do some hunting a lot. And, um, you know, sometimes you go out to some places and there's some prickly bushes and things like that. Uh, you know, there's some steep mountains, but 
One of the things about having a vision is when I'm out hunting, you kind of see that. You don't see it with your physical eyes, but you can kind of see that there's a deer or there's, a, there's an animal somewhere out there, and you go, it's up there, and you're going to get them. Now, if I didn't have that vision, there was no way that I'd have the energy to get up that hill. <laughs> Probably get a few steps and say, oh, this is, this is dumb. <laughs> get the motorbike. You know, sometimes you find blackberry, you find prickles, you find bush lawyer and stuff like that. There are some things, when you have a vision to get up there and get, get your prize, pain diminishes. You don't feel the scratches so much. You don't feel the pain that comes in your leg. You won't feel the uphill slog. Why? Because vision will empower you. Vision and desire will, some, will be something that motivate you and push you along. Paul said that one of these things, he said, um, he talked about, I set my eyes on the upward call of Jesus Christ. I set my eyes on the goal that's in front of me. Paul had something which he set his eyes upon that compelled him, that, that motivated him to keep going what he was going through. The, he talked about, the Bible talks that he, was, he suffered all sorts of horrendous atrocities. You don't do that sort of thing for nothing. You do that sort of thing, you go through the fires, you go through the stonings, you go through the whippings, you go through those. You handle the pain. Why? Because you have a vision of what life could be in front of you. Get a vision. Allow God to show you what your life could be. And you'll find that pain in your life will start to diminish. Things, the flames, the fires, the hurts, the the things, the opinions of people won't matter. Why? Because something is compelling you forward. I know that my life has got, God has got something greater for my life. I'm not going to just settle here. I don't care what you say or think or even call me. I don't care about that. I know that my prize is up here. I know it. doesn't matter what you say against me. You can call me lame. You can call me crippled. You can call me whatever you like. I don't care. I know my prize is up here. Lions don't give a rip about the opinions of sheep. <laughs> Come on, you're a lion, eh? How many lions or lionesses are there in here? <laughs> don't let those sheep around you pull you down. Gobble them up. Another one, get the support of people. This guy must have had four friends or four men or something like that. This is a key element. Get the support of people who will lift you up and carry you, but not reinforce old patterns. Sometimes people will get people around them that all they do is just reinforce old patterns and old beliefs and keep them in a place where the God has wanted to get them out of. They dislike people that will just tickle their ears. I'm wondering what these four men said. Right, we're going to get you. We're going to lift you up, and we are going to carry you to this place of healing. You need people around you that will support you. Yes, we're individuals, but we're also part of a community. One of the things you'll find is this, is your destiny is not found up just entirely in yourself. Your, your destiny and your purpose is found in the people around you. All of it is interconnected. You can't live a separate life. Your, your life, your, your future, your breakthrough is connected to people around you. I wonder what people you're bringing around your life that are helping you go forward, that are helping you on your journey to your breakthrough. 
Or have you got people around you that are just holding you in a place of brokenness? Those guys could have said, oh, no, just stay here. Nothing's going to happen. But no, these guys were supportive. No, we're going to shift you. I don't care what if people yell at us. don't care if people um, pull us down on the way. We are going to carry you into a place of blessing. We're going to carry you. We're going to support you on this journey. You may not have strength, but we're going to be your strength. You may not have legs. Let us be your legs. Friends, that's what church is called to be like. Friends, there'll be people around in this place here. You may not have the strength to carry yourself up there, but that's why God has put the person next to you. Have a look at them. They're pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Those people around you that God places inside of your life, they can be different. And you'll find there'll be diversity in there. But you'll find that as different as these guys were, one thing they had in common, they came together. And together in unity, they carried this man to his breakthrough. Get people around your life. Get a support network. You can't do it in isolation. The Bible talks about um, he who isolates himself uh, rages against all sound judgment. Don't isolate yourself. You need people. You need a support to, to carry you up. You're not designed to journey alone, and often our, our destiny is connected to the people around us. Don't withdraw and isolate yourself. If God is bringing you into a place of change, if you're, if you're in a place where uh, you can shift and be transformed, do not try and isolate yourself. Remember the other week when we preached, let them stretch forth the curtains of your dwelling. Let them stretch you forth. Let them enlarge you. Let them let people into your life. Let people adjust you. Let people carry you. Let people minister to you. Let people into your life to help you. This person could have easily sat by himself and said, I'm just sitting here, I'm not going to change. Forget it, nothing's going to happen. Friends, Allow people to help you. We're in this journey together. We're in this journey together. Amen? Turn to the person next to you. We're in this journey together. Another one. Plan for and create short-term wins. The gap between where you are and where God's called you to be. All right? It's an uphill journey. One of the things you'll find is To get from there to there, there's going to be a number of steps and there'll be a number of levels. One of the things about climbing a hill, when I've been out there, it's like, as long as I just get to this point here, then get to that point, you've made yourself a win. Okay, we're going to go a bit further now. I'm going to get to this point, then have a bit of a rest, then get to this point, get to this point, keep making decisions, keep making decisions. Yes, this morning, I'm going to get up early this morning. I'm going to just get to this point. And I get a small victory here. Every step you take towards there is one step closer to your healing. Just keep stepping. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving. If you need to have a break and get some, ref- get some refreshment, get- keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. Don't rest. Don't just sit there and don't become dormant. Don't get halfway to your transformation point and then sit down and say, this is too hard. Come on. So many people, they get some of the way. And then to get tired and say, oh, I'll just sit here, carry on. Friends, let's not just sit here and just settle. 
Maybe you're here today and you've just said, or I'm just going to finish up so, short if you can have the, the musos up, please. One of the big things is, I wonder what it was like when they finally got to that place. They'd come so far and that the house was full. We'll leave that to next week. I'll leave that to next week. Safe to come along next week. But I'd love for you today and over this week, I believe that God is wanting us to bring us on a place of transformation. One of the first things, if you don't have these first things right, you'll find it tough. I encourage you this, half, this week, allow God to speak and say, God, what part of my life is broken? What part of my life are you wanting to restore? What, type, what part of my life is broken and I'm needing healing? Lord, show me. Show me, Lord, this week. Show me the change that you want to bring. Show me what life could be. I know where I am now. I don't need anyone to point that out. Show me what I could be. Show me where I could be. Show me where I could be in life. I may be powerless in one part of my life. Show me, Lord. Show me. Give me a hope. Give me a vision for the future. Make a decision this week that you're just going to desire it. You're going to push for it. You're going to reach out and claim it. You're not just going to settle. If you've settled, repent from that. Allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to stir up inside of you afresh this week. You've got a great future ahead of you. You've got a great marriage. You've got a great business. You've got great blessings in front of you. And I pray that God would show you this week. And next week, we're going to unpack this a little bit more. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence here this morning. I pray right now for every person here. Lord, I thank you that you've got us on a journey. You've got us on a hikoi of change. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to every individual here this morning. Holy Spirit, that you would shake us out of our place of lameness. (laughs) Holy Spirit, I pray that you would stir our spirits today. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you would give each and every one of these people the courage, the stamina to walk this journey out in Jesus' name. Today, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Encourage you to come along next week. Come along tonight. We're going to just pray and believe and touch God tonight. And we're going to need the Holy Spirit. If if you want a transformational life, transform life, need the Holy Spirit to come upon you. He'll come and empower you. So let's come again next week. And uh, we're going to unpack this a lot more. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's uh, worship Him this evening, this morning. How great is our God. Stand with us. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. Let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide 
could trample at his voice, trample at his voice.